Welcome back to Season 2 of That's So Second Millennium, the Catholic Science Podcast, where we look forward to the new synthesis in the new millennium between faith, philosophy, and science. Welcome back to That's So Second Millennium, Episode 69. This is the end of our interview with Father Lawrence Mesha and Daniel Vandenberg from St. Vincent College in Pennsylvania. So after our discussion of their careers in the previous section of the interview, we went ahead and had a short, this is going to be a fairly short episode, but uh, this, this is a little uh, discussion we had about, obviously, being scientists, in their case, uh, astronomers, and, uh, of course, astronomy and geology, and the difficulties, you know, some, some of the faith and science issues, the places where these come up as a practical matter, the fact that most of these problems have solutions, but not everyone knows them or can trust them. There's, you know, the, the sort of emotional difficulties that get in the way of faith um, that masquerade as intellectual difficulties. I think you could sum a lot of it up that way. So it continues to be an interesting discussion. We're pleased to present the end of it. And uh, next week we will move on to more, another uh, interview. Yeah, it is such a thing. Like we, we have this idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, You've, you've probably read Galileo's Daughter. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. that's such an excellent book. That's great. It's it's one of the book. I think it's probably one of the better Galileo books. But yeah. yeah. How do I know? Well, I mean, there's so many Galileo books. Some of them actually are good. <laughs> yeah, <it's right>. yeah. <laughs> Some of them. But yeah, but just just that like whole Galileo didn't see this huge, didn't see his life as this huge, you know, contest against the Catholic Church. He was Catholic yeah. till the end of his life. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's, that's a, that's, one of those things that unless you're inside it, you don't see. And that's, and it also sounds really, you know, fortunate. Um, you know, we were just talking to marine conduct and, you know, talking about just how hostile the environment and biology is mm-hmm. toward people of faith and especially, especially toward Catholics. Um, whereas, you know, in my background is in geology where we're all kind of, I mean, we'll kind of just look at this. We, we can just look at the cliff face we're camping next to and like this earth that we're living on is much bigger than us, and it's been around so much longer than us. Um, maybe whether whether or not we agree on there being anything beyond it, at least we're united in realizing that's bigger than us. Well, in the 19th century, I mean, it was geology was one of the big sort of faith science, you know, conflicts yeah, or parents continues to be down to. I mean, that was that was my as a child. That was my difficulty. I mean, I I started reading. My reading ability went ahead of my critical ability. In terms of, so I did see a conflict between science and religion because this book of Genesis here doesn't lay things out in exactly the same order as my pop-up book of the universe does. <laughs> and that was, a, and when you're eight years old, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and, and, you know, now I see, I see ways around that. But, you know, I sympathize for people who are really stuck there and people who come down on both sides of the divide in terms of, well, this Bible's just this you know, the old book that people put together and they knew nothing. And we should just throw it out or the people who are, this Bible is too precious and we're going to, you know, whatever you say that, you know, contradicts this happening exactly this order and with whatever I'm unconsciously projecting into the narrative, which you can't help but do because it's so short. Um, I'm just, I'm just not going to, no, not going to, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't damage my faith with your, with your stuff here. And I mean, I sympathize with that. I can't help with that. So that. But yeah, I mean, that was the story. Um, I was fortunate to have a sort of capstone class in undergrad where we actually talked about philosophy of science, which everyone needs to do and almost no one does mm-hmm. um, in terms of a science education. And we talked about geology and the history. We have a, There was a book that I still have. I've reread a number of times since that class 
called Great Geological Controversies. So it's all about, you know, so the, the la- actually the last one in the book is, um, is the KT extinction. So there's a huge controversy about that in the 80s and 90s. Um, but before that, the chapter before that is about plate tectonics, where within the lifetime of people who, you know, were teaching when I was in school in the late 90s, oh, yeah, everything we thought about how mountains were built and, like, almost everything else, kind of wrong. <laughs> um, all of this data that we've been collecting over the centuries actually fits into this completely new paradigm. But in the but that I bring that book up because it talks about the early 19th century when people were finally, you know, having this debate about, okay, this Noah's flood, does it explain what we think it explains? And they, they, the evidence argued them out of this, there being this planet wide flood. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like these deposits here toward near the surface could be caused by that. Then of course you have to go back to the text and say, does, does, is that really the only way you can read that text? Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a whole bunch of other questions we can't get into, but yeah, I mean, I, so, so for me, that's, yeah. And it does depend on where you're coming from. You know, if, if you're Richard Dawkins and all you see is evolutionary biology and you're not going to worry about any of the logical things that had to make a world where evolutionary biology could even happen, I guess you can argue yourself into believing, well, evolution explains everything. I don't need a God. But other disciplines, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> if you're asking a slightly bigger question, whether it's the whole Earth even, let alone the whole universe, you need a little bit. And that I think it shows in the way the sociology, the different disciplines toward religion. Or at least that's, that's my supposition. Um, what do you, I wanted to ask you both this question. Um, what do you guys see as the significance of Catholic scientists for, well, and I phrase it the past, present and the future, but particularly the future of science? What, what role do you, you know, those of us who are in the society of Catholic scientists, um, what, what do you see as the most important things we could be doing as scientists and as scientists of faith specifically? Oh, well, uh, just to be good witnesses as, yeah. uh, as both, you know, as both scientists and Catholics. Um, uh, it's, you know, when I was, when I was an undergraduate, you know, in order to fulfill my, um, requirements of, for a you know, liberal arts education, yeah. we had to take some kind of you know, history courses. I always took history of science courses and, yeah. um, and, I realize that historians of science have known for a very long time that the standard story of Galileo, for example, was that you hear on Cosmos and so forth. It was just, yeah. it was, was really not the way it really happened. It's much yeah. more complicated and um, yeah. more, actually far more interesting than what is usually presented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, the so-called this conflict uh, thesis persists. Yeah. Um, even though professionals in the field, Catholic or not, say, well, it's not really the, yeah. That's not really what happened or what is happening. Uh, so, and I've heard it many times in my life. Uh, you know, friends who said, "How how can you be a scientist and and a believer at the same time?" And yeah. well, again, I've never really found a serious problem with it. Um, yeah. It's not that there there aren't challenges, but um, I I always wonder why do you think there's a problem? Mm-hmm. And um, there really hasn't been any. You know, the, the answers are. Kind of wacky. They have to think about it for a while and, and don't really have an answer. Uh, but just to say that, you know, uh, there's really nothing incompatible with them. Uh, you can easily be a scientist and a Catholic at the same time. 
um, in whatever field, yeah. and not just astronomy, geology, but yeah, biology as well. And, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, and so it, it removes one of the excuses, I think, that people often use to, to, to yeah. say why they're not right. uh, believers, right? right. Because this, the science thing comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, and this, yeah, it, it's just one less thing people can use as an excuse, I suppose. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah, to try to get that message out as, as far as we can. Yeah. Do you find that happening among the students at St. Vincent's? Uh, how do they cope with the science-religion compatibility? I think it, it, um, it's well, St. Vincent College. It, it, everyone who, who goes there knows it's a Catholic college. If you're, you know, you're, if you're a student there, if your parents send your kids there, it's, you know, there's no, no apologies. It's a Catholic college, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, but we're, you know, we're, we're going to teach evolution and, and big bang and other things like that because it's really consistent with, uh, the truth of the Catholic church. Yeah. Um, and very seldom have I had any students who, who had a problem with any of that. Um, and, and one, one way around that is also if, if there ever is a problem to say, well, you know, you don't have to believe in evolution or the big bang, but you do have to understand it so that, yeah. um, you know, so if, if you want to talk about it intelligently, you have to understand what yeah. it's all about. Yeah. And, but again, at, at least at St. Vincent is never, I don't know, it's seldom a problem, I would yeah. say. So the, the the question I think as you initially phrased it was uh, something the effect of the the, the contribution of uh, you know Catholic scientists to the future of science. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that John Paul II repeatedly said, Saint John Paul II repeatedly said to uh, uh, the Pontifical Academy for the Sciences, various gatherings that they had, was that the 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 right relationship between faith and science isn't where one pretends to do what the other is good at. Right. You know, so we don't read the Bible looking for science. Right. You know, that's what gets, that's what sort of makes up, you know, causes a lot of these apparent conflicts. Right. Uh, How can you believe in the Bible when science says, well, I don't read the Bible like that because that's not what the Bible is trying to say. Right. Right. Um, Simply as a volume argument, if the the Bible is written to be a science textbook, why does it spend thousands and thousands and thousands of pages not talking about science and maybe a few dozen talking about things that might be construed as science? In his, in the letter to, in, in his letter to Christina of Lorraine, which is one of Galileo's, one of his benefactors, he actually yeah. says explicitly that. He goes, listen, yeah. if the Bible meant to be a, a science book, particularly an astronomy book, yeah. and how come it like mentions Orion one time, right. Venus like once, right. you know, we get mentions of stars, maybe you know, a sprinkling of yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you think if it t- intended to talk about these things, it would have actually talked about them, but it doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. not trying to say that, and that's right. okay. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the right relationship means understanding what each one is about. Yeah. Like, faith, f- you know, faith, and by extension, philosophy, theology, metaphysics, like, that. those disciplines, you know, academic disciplines, and also, you know, the interior life of faith is, they're, they're, they're very good at answering, uh, like, why questions, yeah. Spiritual questions, big questions, like you said, Doctor Vandenberg yeah. standing on top of the mountain in the middle of the desert, yeah. you know, and, and you know, it's hard not to ask those why questions. Yeah. You know, that that would be a moment of contact between like faith and science. Yeah. You know, you're appreciating yeah. the the creation, and then yeah. it leads you into yeah. into an act of worship. That's a moment of contact. Yeah. 
they're different things. Yeah. You know, science is concerned with the, the, the causes and the, the inherent within the physical nature of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of restricted within that field and it has its own methods mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So, I mean, beginning really with Galileo and not just him, but a lot of his contemporaries and moving on through history, you know, it was, it was a period of the church and the world kind of working out. Yeah. How is this thing, this, this, yeah. This newfangled science, this empirical yeah. science, different in its methods yeah. from the former natural philosophy, from you know, from religion and faith and theology. We had to work yeah. that out, and and, yeah. and so yeah. we, we have we're, we've moved into that understanding as a church. Um, and of course, that understanding was latent in our tradition from the beginning. Yeah. It's just the, yeah. the circumstances came up. It's like, wow, well, we never thought about this before. Yeah, because no yeah. one was doing science like. Like Galileo and his contemporaries yeah. were doing it yeah. before, so that's that's one thing that the, you asked about the future of science, and I started talking about the past of science. Well, I mean, I, I intended to ask, and you know, like I wrote it in my notes here to ask about all of them, and of course, the past. You know, I mean, you say in geology, the past is the key to the present, and implicitly also the key to the future. I mean, mm-hmm. it's what we have to work with, and you know, David Hume aside. It's, it often works. It often seems to work pretty well. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 science is exceptionally good yeah. at what it does. Yeah. Um, so the, the first step there is, is recognizing, okay, the competency of each field, theology mm-hmm. versus empirical science. Yeah. Different competencies, yeah. Yeah. different methods, different source data. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and that's the way it, it needs to be. But that doesn't mean that they're completely unrelated either. And so, right. what, what, what yeah. St. John Paul II says Sometimes is that. Sometimes that can be overstated. Yeah. The, the relationship that does exist is, is one of ethics. Ethics. Right. So, actually, Dr. Vandenberg and I were talking about this on the, uh, in the car on the way here. Like, what's, what's the point of doing anything if you're not thinking about why you're doing it? Right. So faith yeah. brings those questions to the fore. Yeah. So in science, you know, if, you know, beginning with theoretical science, you know, theoretical physics, you know, quantum mechanics yeah. makes all sorts of wonderful technologies possible. Yeah. You know, or hideous technologies. That's yeah. where ethics enters in. Right. It directs. Okay, what do we choose to do with this yeah. power? Yeah. I mean, John Paul II also links uh, science with. Uh, um, dominion over creation. The more you understand creation, yep. the more essentially you have power over it. Yeah. What do you do with that power? And how, and what do you, how do you think about that power in context with our humanity? Yeah. And so yeah. then you get into questions, well, what's our humanity? Who right. are we? And what, it is, what is that, that even, exactly yeah. what this conference yeah. is right. about? What does exactly. it mean to be human? Yeah. yeah we were, that, that's what I was thinking is we are, we are feeding directly into why this conference is being convened on these very subjects. Yeah, what do we do with all of that? If you don't have that question down, or if you're not even asking that question, then yeah. you know, God help us. Right? God help us. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. Well, He will, fortunately. Yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> we he, clearly need it. He tends to be. He tends to be good at that. Yeah. <laughs> that is his mo. That is his mo. Oh wow! Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, we really appreciate you guys making the time and, and coming over and, and speaking to us and. Uh, and I think it worked out just fine to, I, I hope you, I hope you agree that it worked out just fine to talk to you together in the same room. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We look forward to your, are you talking tomorrow afternoon? Tomorrow afternoon. Yes. Tomorrow yes. afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Is it like four o'clock or something? 345. Three forty-five. Three Yeah. I'll make sure I look at the time before the actual the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember being at a workshop a while back where the guy with the last talk of the afternoon, like every five, every five slides, he just like, 
he played the sound of an explosion. Just like, you know, just keep people awake. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> you have tonight to work that into your it, slides and see a, if you can, uh, or at least, you know, get a, a noisemaker up there on stage. Oh, you know, just a little, make a little noise air horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just say, just say, no, it'll be fascinating and uh, it'll be, it'll be very intriguing. So uh, we look forward to that. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks so much. Yeah, this is great. Thank yeah, you. a lot of fun. If you enjoyed this episode or one of our previous episodes, please leave us a review on iTunes. iTunes is the biggest distributor of podcasts, and having reviews there will help us reach a wider audience. We would also love it if you posted your review on other services like Google Play and Stitcher as well.